The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. Good coffee. Damn good coffee. And hot. Yeah. Wake up, America. You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth Insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. Um, all right, go ahead, laugh. You said I'd make you laugh. Go ahead, laugh. That's not it. I'm a lumberjack, and I'm okay. Oh, look at that. Good morning, folks. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. Actually, 60 years from November 22nd, 1963, which is a date that will live in infamy, although that's not the date where FDR said would live in infamy. Uh, and... It has lived in infamy. And here's the deal. You still don't know the truth. Your government, ooh, and Jordan Peterson still knows the truth, too. Um, your government still has not told you the truth about what happened 60 years ago today. Uh, and they never will. They never will. They, they were mandated by law to release all the information, um, I think it was eight years ago now more than eight years ago, still have not released the information. So we don't know what what happened. We never will know what happened. But here's one thing we do know for sure. The greatest coincidence in the history of humanity had to have happened 60 years ago today. And by that, I mean the placement in a job of the one person who had prepared to kill President Kennedy uh, just happened to get placed in a job that put him in the exact spot to do such a thing. Uh, he did it six weeks in advance. The parade route was changed a day in advance. Uh, so it's just it's an incredible coincidence, if you believe the government story, that Lee Harvey Oswald, act, Oswald acted alone, uh, that he would be fortuitous enough to get a job at the Texas Book Depository and have access to the sixth floor window in a little sniper's nest there when his prime target that he ordered a gun to kill the guy weeks in advance just happened to be just driving by nice and conveniently 
open air for him to shoot. Man, you don't get coincidences and luck like that all the time. So uh, congratulations to Mr. Oswald on his lucky streak. Of course, it ended a few days later when Jack Ruby said, you're out of luck, son. But we will. the point I'm making here is uh, you have to believe in like magic and rabbit's foots and all that kind of stuff to believe the government story. But here we are, 60 years later, still don't know the truth. Congratulations. Um, we have a show for you today that is... Uh, I'm not really sure. We uh, we're roasting. Uh, we're we're talking pre-roast with a friend of Willie's by the name of Ian something Smith Reichling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, who is going to be roasted Saturday night in um, Two Falls, South Dakota? Uh, I tried to do some info, uh, digging on Mr. Smith on uh, the internet, and there's precious little. So I don't really know. I know he's got red hair. <laughs> I think I know his politics by looking at his uh, Facebook page. And that's about it. Uh, so, And it's, I'm curious. Listen, uh, you can roast anybody. But will, will I understand the roast? Would, would the general public understand some of the jokes of the roast if we don't know the gentleman being roasted? We'll find out. We'll talk about that kind of stuff. I uh, wasn't expecting to have much of a show today. We are on PBMT, PBMTV. Man, I'm still waking up. Uh, this is our second day on PBMTV. Uh, we were supposed to be on Monday. There was a technical glitch, but we're on now. The morning show on PBMTV. If you're on PBMTV right now, and I see we are uh, streaming live there and have lots of uh, people, lots of eyes on us over there. Uh, if you are an artist... In the PBM TV, I, that's uh, I, it's a lot too many letters for me to say. Uh, if you're an artist on on the network and you want to be a guest on the show, drop us a line at uh, info at minddogtv.com or go to minddogtv.com/booking and fill out the form there, and uh, we'd be happy to have you on. Um, as you know, if you, unless you live under a rock or uh, just um, not not in touch with humanity at all. In the United States here, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We give thanks by uh, wasting a lot of food, um, wasting a lot of money on crap that we don't want. We pre- get prepared for getting online to waste money on toys the next day and do some ridiculous shopping and buying stuff for people uh, close to us that they will never use, but we think it will make a nice gift and they'll love us if we get them a, uh, I don't know, Xbox. Well, they'll, if you get them an Xbox, they'll use that. But we do waste an awful lot of money, uh, and it, it, it's this is how we show our thanks. And show our thanks for what when we are always angry about how bad things are. What are we exactly are we thankful for? I think it might help to actually uh, elaborate on the things we are thankful for. And I'm going to start right now. I know it's a day early, uh, but let's do it. I am thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for this uh, home I have 
uh, at least temporarily while uh, I still am on this planet. This is my home, and I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for all my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful uh, for the support of you people. I'm grateful for the support of Willie and GD, and occasionally the Rev. Uh, I'm grateful for all the guests that have been kind enough to come on the program uh, and the opportunities I have had to meet some really uh, amazing people. And that's why we do this. So uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of it. And uh, I hope you uh, will take the time to elaborate and sincerely think about what you have to be thankful for. Uh I want to talk about one thing before I uh, bring Willie into the conversation in the room. Um, NASA, NASA, yes, NASA, may uh, may pay up to $1 billion to destroy the International Space Station. Here's why. Basically, they've been listening to the program. They heard uh, Willie's take on uh, what we're doing in space, and they said, you know what? Fuck this. It's not worth it. Uh, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm I, I'm just dastardly lying. They are taking it apart because they're afraid it's going to fall on you and me and all those things I was thankful for. They were going to take that right away by having this, I don't know, 450-ton piece of metal floating around that's getting ready to fall. We don't know where it's going to fall, but it'll probably fall on Charm, New York. Uh, so beware of that. Watch for could happen any moment now, um, but don't look up. Anyway, they're going to take it apart, uh, paying a, a billion dollars to do it. Now that that creates opportunities. If you want a job going up to low space uh, and taking apart this thing, this big monstrosity that we spend so much money to launch and get out there and assemble out there, since uh, I believe in nineteen ninety eight is when it first reached orbit. I don't know. I got to check on my facts on that. Uh, but uh, I guess it's outlived its usefulness or it's just getting ready to fall or, or both. Um, so the jobs out there, if you're, if listen, you know, if you're the kind of guy who wants to go, you know, work on an oil rig for big money for adventure, this could be even more big money and bigger adventure. Something to think about. Anyway, I uh, mentioned Willie and his uh, space, uh, big big space dreams. Let's uh, find out what planet Willie is on today. Uh, good morning, Willie. Oh, Merry good morning. You got your Christmas tree up already. I mean, this isn't my house, but yeah. And it's a little crooked. Or, or nah. no. Uh, it, it, it might be a little crooked. Maybe just. I mean, this chair seems straight. <laughs> You look. That's the clearest picture we've ever had of you, and you're in a nice, comfortable chair. You're you're doing. Uh, yeah. You're looking kingly over there. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I I was like, ooh, this is a great setup. That'll be super happy. I knew I knew that you would love this. Yeah, I do. I do love that. Uh, or what are you on a laptop or something? Or cause it, it, no, I'm on my phone, but I'm just able to set it up in a way that. And actually, it's really funny because um, um, it's on one of those old style, um. Like um, I, I don't want to say a spittoon or whatever, but um, it's the Rock Island Iron Company have made like a a seat, like a weird kind of seat thing. I don't know, or plow company. I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. I can show it to you, and then and then I have a a nice little Garfield 
that's uh, holding up the phone as it sits on that. So. Nice. Now, yeah. uh, Garfield is helping out the show today. I got. I wanted to question you about a, a post. That I think Kelly, well, you posted it, but Kelly shared it for you yesterday that had a bunch of dates on it. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't figure out what the hell they want. Now, where, oh, here it is. Uh, Black Flag Studios is the one I wanted to ask you about. What the hell is that? Is that a, a, a public show? What? Or it sounds uh, like it is a recording. public show. Black Flag Studios is actually a tattoo parlor that has like a nice little uh, lounge area. So it's a it's a smaller place. That's actually I went to a show there last night. In fact, uh, I met uh, Nick Eugene Densmore, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. I'm very excited about that. You're going to be excited too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a nice little, uh, tattoo shop that's got like a side room that's, uh, got some very comfortable, there's some couches and we also brought in some chairs and stuff. We're going to be doing a clean show there, um, like a, like a no alcohol show there oh. on January 12th. I'm very excited for that. I, I, when very, you said clean show, I was thinking no cursing, no, and I'm like in a tattoo parlor, that just seems like. The yeah, tattoo yeah, parlor no. is a place I would go to to hear cursing. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, not clean show in that way. It's a it's a no no alcohol show. I just came uh, for the cursing. I don't really want a tattoo. I just want to hear people right. say fuck. That's all. I'm really excited about it because that the location of that is in very close proximity to a couple of the twelve step uh, meeting places in town, and so uh, we're gonna push the start time to 9.30 so that when those 8 o'clock meetings come out, uh, people from those meetings can just come right to All the All coffeeed up and cigarette up. Street. Now, is there smoking in the place? Because they got, you know they have to have their cigarette uh, immediately. After <laughs> the uh, no, uh, I don't think you can Because uh, I was there last night and I went outside to smoke and stuff. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it's interesting. You would... I've never thought about doing a smoke break. You know, you do an intermission, maybe because you're right, addicts, man. They need they, they need yeah, that yeah. they need you that bet. fucking nicotine. It's the only thing they got left. You know, yeah, right? Well, and they say you should never quit smoking when you're trying to go through, uh, you know, giving up other right. stuff. Right. So. Um. Oh, and coffee. They have coffee. And speaking of so, which, my dog coffee. I don't always drink coffee, uh, but when I do, it makes me warm inside. Well, I wonder, uh, the Rev is listening on the radio today, or at least said he would be listening on the radio today. I wonder if he if, uh, if he's going to sue you now for trademark uh, infringement on his uh, morning bit. But you didn't say give <laughs> you the shit, so. Um, <laughs> Black Flag Studio, so now I, I played a uh, tattoo parlor once. It, it, they, it was an experiment for them. Uh, they wanted to have live music in there, and it, it did not go well. They, nobody wanted me there, and I was just an annoyance to people who were. And I think they lost business because. <laughs> well, it's it's during the it's not during um like their shop hours, so like it's after the the shop is closed already. You uh, know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind of like an after hours deal, but it is open to the public. Gotcha. Uh, Club David, what is that? It sounds like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like a Jewish thing to me. Uh, actually, yeah, no, far from it. Uh, Club David, Club David is actually kind of the local gay bar, uh, you would, you would say. Um, gay Jews. Sure. Gay Jews. What? Gay Jews. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> perhaps, yeah. <laughs> and, right. um, 
I'm very excited. That's where the roast is. And uh, uh, I've been there. I've performed there a few times. I've been there for some other shows. Uh, this will be the first time I get to perform on their main stage, though. Um, that wasn't karaoke. I didn't do karaoke there once. but So I'm excited to do their main stage at Club David. So. All right. Uh, do you do any um, gay-centric uh, material? <laughs> oh, I'm totally going to. Oh, totally yeah. going to. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, you know, I love going to Club David because every time I cl- go to Club David, it helps me grow as a person because just walking in the door, I realize just how gay I really am because they have <laughs> – um, like a small statuette replica of David from Michelangelo's David. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And every time I see that thing, yeah. I want to give that smooth, solid shaft a tug. And I thought it was, I thought it was broken off. Isn't it broken off? Uh, the, this the... one? No. Okay. So the original is broken off because that was done by one of the like leaders or whatever, because they thought it was indecent. Uh, so yeah, it it you don't remember you don't know that story. Well, yeah. no, no, I don't know that story. But it's just odd that you would think a, a guy would think a penis is indecent. Well, rip your own off if you think it's indecent. Uh, well, I think I think it was um, the, the way I think I can't remember which ruler it was that had it broken off. But I think that he went through like a conversion during his reign. And when he went through that conversion, he went like uber, like decency kind of stuff. And then, and that's why he broke the dick off of David. Broke the dick off of David. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll come back to, to your schedule here. But now you just re- reminded me of a thought I had. Because last week I went to see uh, Firefall and Pure Prairie League. And they looked like old women on stage. And I thought to myself, well, transgenderism... Uh, you don't need an operation. You just have to wait long enough because if yeah, you, what, at 80 or something, men start to look like women and, and start to grow tits and, uh, and women uh, in their eighties start to grow beards and mustaches. I think if you just wait long enough, you don't need an operation. You just become a transgender eventually. Anyway, that was my, my theory. And I'm, I'm testing it by checking the size of my tits every day. So far, I've there. never wanted to die young more in my life. Now, <laughs> uh, uh, this uh, Windy City Bites is that in Chicago? No, but it is. So the owner of that place is from Chicago, and so like he named it Windy City Bites uh, as an homage to where he's from. Uh. Um, but um, that's a great venue. They just put in a new stage at that place. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited to check that out. I've performed there a couple times already. Well, it's a restaurant, uh, or because Bites makes it seem like it's probably yeah. A no, it's it's a it's a bar and it's like a bar and a small. It's not like a restaurant restaurant, but they not have, a comedy club. But. No, no, but they do like they do a ton of performance events and stuff like that. Um, and um, this that. December 16th, I think, is the day of that show. And that's a toy drive show. All you have to do is bring a new toy for the admission. Um, And we're going to give the toys to the JCs so they can hand them out for the holidays to needy families and stuff. And and Uh, the last date you got on here is January 13th at the Icon Lounge. Now, first of all, what is the Icon Lounge? uh, The Icon, that is a, a bar and performance space. 
Um, they have a few different stages. That's actually the venue that I did the dope show at, uh, like two or three different times. Um, it's a really nice spot. I like that a lot. That's where we had that Alex Hooper show that nobody came to. <laughs> oh, uh, school's out and uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy. That one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised nobody goes to that. He's a, he's still kind of a big star in the rock, uh, classic rock world. Um, so <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm not letting that go. January 13th. Now that are you going to be there until Jan- in the middle of January at least? No, Is, no, no, no. no. Uh, I will. T- I will go home. Yeah. Well, I I, I got to go home for Christmas. I can't. I can't. Like. I'll be home. Yeah. For yeah. You know, I I really I really would love to do some Christmas shows because I'm I'm really good at singing Christmas music and stuff like that. Um, I would shoot like, you. Not not just uh, comedy wise. I mean, music wise, I would love to do some like. Christmas I would stuff. shoot you. Uh, now I'm. <laughs> I would shoot you for. I hate Christmas music, but. What did you do? Like it came to me last night. I'm playing Affinity this afternoon, which is a place I played last year. And you had done a Christmas song, and it was on my phone. And I was walking out to the parking lot. I heard it. I thought it was on the speaker. I thought the fucking place was playing this. It was Christmas time. What was this? It wasn't Little Drummer Boy. What the hell? No. Uh, yeah, um. Let me think. Because uh, it was one was of the ones White I released on Star Maker. Um, I'm trying to think of the two because uh, there was like two big ones that I did little that drummer I boy. No, it wasn't little drummer boy. I rump up. You, you know who should know is the the president of my fan club. I bet you she knows what song. Yeah. So was. anyway, I I she remember like I remember being like because I I have today I have to go to Infinity and and even though it's it not even John Thanksgiving yet, I have to play one or two Christmas cows. I hate Christmas music. I think it's the worst music. It's so contrived and full of bullshit. Uh, it's not, you know, not, I just don't like it. So I would shoot you if you can. If I, I don't think you. it was that one. I think it was the other one. She said, Mary, did you know? But I think it was the other no, one. No, it was Mary, do you know? That's right. Oh. Did you know? That's right. Oh, I think that acapella. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was It was acapella. Rogan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then it was Mary, Mary, did you know? I. That's one of my favorite songs to sing, though. Yeah, like, I love sing it in your house, it. not in a bar, not in a club. Don't make me see you doing it in public, because then I will be, uh, I will get out my AR-15. I will take out everybody in the club, and then I will be in jail for the rest of my life. And that's how the story ends. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I sang "I'll Be Home for Christmas" already. I sang one line of it, and I'm already disgusted. You know, with if you killed me over "Mary, Did You Know," it would just be it. It, it would be Kelly Van Eaglehoven making it happen. From like, he probably did a voodoo thing to get somebody else to kill me over the song because that's right. the song I almost got shanked over in prison because um, there was this guy named Kelly. That you know, he was a lifer and he'd been in for a long time, and he used to always sing the Mary Did You Know, and like that was his number to do during the holiday season. Well, a couple weeks before our big holiday service, we were singing it uh, just as a, a regular song during service. The whole praise team. Well, the 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 music director heard me singing it and wanted me to sing it instead of Kelly that year. And he got super mad. He like, dude, he came to my house with his boots on. 
like ready to go. And wow. I was just like, bro, like, like I, I didn't tell her that I want, you know what I mean? And like, and I'm not going to tell her I'm not going to do it. You know, it was a weird situation. No, that but that's just, cra- that's crazy. Is, uh, and that was kind well, of the thing yeah. that's similar to the same thing that Landau and Kevin Brennan did on that, on that radio show. Uh, Kevin Brennan was mad sure. that, uh, that Landau got the gig with, with, yeah. uh, Kumia. It's like, it, you know, you're right, wrong, angry at the wrong guy. And if you're going to be angry at all, be <clears> angry <throat> at the guy who's doing the hiring, not the guy who took the job. Well, yeah, but like, so for, especially, you know, from a inmate perspective, he can't really, he can't really express that towards the music director because that's an outside volunteer. And if you get kind of out of pocket with one of them, you know, you're going to have some problems. It was much easier for him to come to me and try and make it an issue with me or whatever. But, um, you know, from, I understood why it bothered him you know what i mean as lifers especially when you're in when you're in prison you don't have a whole lot there's not a whole lot that's like yours or whatever i'm shocked to hear that i thought i thought in prison was (laughs) fucking the life of miley but so but what i'm saying though is that like so the few things that you feel like you do have when somebody comes along and takes that from you it 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 hurts a little more it's a bigger shock Wow. Uh, Shavala says your tree is a Republican tree because it's hanging to the right, leaning to the right. But <laughs> let's let's keep in mind. That would make sense for this house, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, well, let's keep in mind that the image is reversed, uh, so it's actually leaning to the left. Yeah, it's but, a left-leaning tree. But by that logic, Bill Clinton would be a Republican because according to uh, Monica, no, it wasn't Monica, it was Paul, uh, Paul Jones who said... Uh, <laughs> Clinton's dick took a right turn on not it not leaning to the right. It took a right turn. Like I had a oh a twist he, in he's it. He's got a weird looking dick. Yeah, yeah a bent see, I got, dick. I got I got a pretty good curve to. I got a pretty good natural looking curve to mine. I don't know. I took a really good shot last night. We'll we'll have to see. Mine mine has uh, become a turtle. Uh, it's it's like. <laughs> It's it's hibernating for the winter or something. They do that. I don't know. Yeah, they do yeah. that sometimes. Well, it's cold outside. Maybe it's cold, hey, maybe outside. It's cold outside. Now, I don't think uh, we can sing that song anymore. No, you can. This is what uh, because Steve Byrne, uh, who's been on this program, uh, comedian, he was go going off on the baby it's cold outside thing on Twitter the other day, and I was like, dude, you're like five years late on that fucking joke. Everybody right. told that right. joke, and. The ban has been lifted. It, start, it wasn't banned universally. It was banned on some radio stations decided not to play it. But I think all but one have backtracked on that now, and it's okay to play that. Well, I know it was bullshit to begin with, but the idea to bring this song up again now after it's all done, it's like making jokes about Nixon now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, that's outdated, dude. You got to update, update your material. I, I did, I did a, I wrote a Brian Adams joke this year. I don't know why that happened. You know, <laughs> like, uh, Brian Adams, did, uh, summer 69. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. guy. Yeah. Cause there's another, Brian, there's it. another Brian Adams who doesn't like that. People bring up the real Brian. He's, He's a Canadian singer-songwriter, and his name happens to be Brian Adams. And he's pretty—he's he's had some success, 
and but he hates when he goes to concerts and people bring up Brian Adams. Like, dude, if that's your problem, change your fucking name because he was a yeah, star. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you not expect? gonna you're not gonna outshine the fucking dude who made Kevin Costner a fucking you know, like dude. I remember when Robin Hood Prince of Thieves came out. Like, dude, that's actually how I even got into Brian Adams. Right. If I'm being honest, like, and like, you're not gonna hold up to that, bro. Like, get get real. Uh, you know? my, Mike says the uh, the Clinton days were the worst thing happening in the White House was a blowjob in the Oval Office. I promise you, Bill Clinton was not the first one to get a blowjob in the Oval Office. He's the first yeah, one he, that people have come out and get, he's the first one to leave a jizz stain on a blue dress that got him fucking <laughs> uh, and talk about and uh, he's I probably the first guy to insert a cigar in a woman in the Oval Office. I'll probably give you that. Uh, but I'm betting JFK got a few Hummers in the Oval Office and probably several people before him. I think yeah. he, I think even FDR in his chair got one, one or two. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact. But I think so, because I know uh, FDR and Eleanor was kind of like Bill Clinton and Hillary, a marriage of convenience. Listen to me talking oh. like I know. I'm not. I don't fucking know this shit. <laughs> uh, it, it has been stru- uh, really vigorously speculated that both were marriages of convenience, and I would think that's probably true, uh, especially in the Clinton case. But um, Eleanor, I think, was a lesbian, or at least that's what they say. Uh, so she got married to FDR to help his campaign or something. I don't know. Well, she was very active in. Uh, the causes he was uh, working for. Anyway, um, uh, you're uh, traveling now. Are are you um, are you in uh, Sioux Falls or are you in that? I am in, I'm on the edge of Sioux Falls today, but yeah. Uh, how are you getting around? Are you taking public transportation? What do you? Are you, are you what do you do? Uh, how do you, no, I have friends. I have a lot of friends. I lived here for like a long time. So, so, I'm so you, uh, give me a ride type of guy. Hey, you got, give me a ride. Or are they going with you? Or are they performing with well, you? Well, no. I mean, generally, like generally people want to hang out and do stuff or whatever. So, yeah, they just kind of snag me or whatever. And, you know, I mean, I do it in a way. See, listen, this is the thing. And, you know, um, I've talked about this before or when when I'm out here and because you kind of got on me a little bit about uh, and I think this might have been like when you first put me in the freezer or some of the stuff <laughs> in the sand or whatever. Uh, but, Whoa. you know, I think it says a lot about who I am as a person that I have so many, you know, friends and stuff like that that are that are willing to accommodate me. But the Ooh. reason that they're willing to accommodate me is because I also accommodate them in all the ways that I can, you know, you mean, and, you um, mean tug job? Well, you know, sure. You know, the tugs, blowies, whatever, you know, all right. um, little winking of the brown eye sometimes. You know? I don't know. Uh, probably. I think if you're going to ask me for a ride to like, uh, whatever the barber shop, let's just say, uh, I think well, it's going to take, it's getting... going to take like five tug jobs per one ride. I think. <laughs> Well, okay, but see, I guess what you're not, like, I'm smart enough to know when my friend, my friend, you know, because a lot of the friends that I have are doing very similar things to what I'm doing. So I'm just, I'm just riding along 
to you know what I'm saying? Like like uh I just I I don't I don't know why that's confusing or whatever. I mean Yeah, no, no, it, no. I'm looking at uh on Twitter. This is so fucking brutal. A guy who is a little person with no arms and apparently lots of of other physical uh disabilities or or challenges he's in a train station and he blows out the n-word and then this big old black guy kicks him in this in the it kicks him like a kidney punch but the guy <laughs> and, and they're saying is this justified and like the guy's throwing around the n-word a bun- around a bunch of black people he's a white kid obviously uh but he's got no arms he's kind of uh, okay but through. listen um just because you and 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 this is something this is something that people need to fucking learn you know what i mean like just because you have a certain disability or this that doesn't give you a fucking pass on what the fuck ever and you never I, know you know like you I don't totally know how someone else is going to react I totally you know agree I mean? with you there, but uh, I, I would say if, if just because somebody uh, says something that pisses you off or hurts you doesn't give you the right. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have a right to hurt them either. Yeah, no, I physically, agree with that physically, well. attacking. right? Yes, but, but at just, the same uh, time, I gotta share. Like, you gotta video. be mindful that you don't know how everybody. You don't know how everybody's gonna be. I like. I literally. I don't know if I told you. This. I'm sure I told you this. A few months ago, a friend of mine was shot. You know, I shouldn't say a friend of mine, but a guy that I was roommates with. We were roommates in prison when I was in Springfield for probably about two or three months. And, like, we weren't buddy buddies, but you get to know a guy when you're cellmates with him or whatever. But that dude got shot in the fucking face for using the fucking N-word. You know what I mean? Wow. And, like, what, what, is, that a, is that a severe overreaction from the guy who shot? Well, of course it is. And now he ruined his life. Because now he's going to go to prison forever over a word, and right. and and the guy that I used to be roommates with is dead over let's, a word. Let's see if I can share this. Uh, yeah, here it is. Watch this. I don't. Can you see this? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll come up. I see a circle thing right now. Oh, I want to let it loop a couple of times yeah, here, here so people. I got the sound off. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's just being super reckless and stuff. Boom, look at that. Oh. Ch- uh, yeah, but. <laughs> and I mean, he didn't do more. I mean, I don't think that's too much. You know, that's a, that's a, hey, I'm going to let you know you need to stop that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll fucking learn you. I bet you don't say that shit for two uh, weeks. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Maybe. But it it just seems like but, and that. that's the sad part. Is it, it like like he'll probably not say it for maybe a month a month tops, and then he'll be back to saying it because you can't fix stupid as Rod. That used that's to say. true. And the thing is, because uh, you're dumb it, if you do that. The guy who's doing yeah. doing the kick in there is probably uh, you see. There's a difference between I, again. Uh, you know, I'm not condoning racism. Right. Or anything. And I mean, I there's a difference between using either, a word. I understand it. Yeah, that's an assault, and that guy could probably go to jail, especially since now there's a video uh, being tread about it. Uh, there's a smarter way to deal with those people. And exactly. Then, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, wow. Wow. That just seems so fucking brutal. I mean, it looked like a kidney punch with a kick. And the guy yeah. doing it was, he looked definitely like over six foot, 250 pounds. It's like I will say, it did look like he didn't put everything into it. As bad as that looked, it looked like he didn't put everything behind yeah, that. I'll say no. that. Yeah, he's not a karate kid. Like, because if he didn't put everything behind it, he'd have went. He'd have, he'd have he didn't have any technique. To, I don't yeah. think it, it didn't. He, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing with uh, on how to administer a kick like that. But you don't have to be when the guy is like feet it's, shorter yeah, than you and part, has no yeah. fucking arms. <laughs> I'm gonna get in a fight with a guy with pretty, no arms. Pretty easy to win a fight against a guy with no arms. <laughs> I'd probably lose that fight. I'd find, a, I'd, find a, I'd find a way to lose that fight. I would definitely, you know, somehow I would lose that fight uh, if I fought a guy with no arms. And then, oh, uh, I did want to so, mention. So you were talking about uh, the Kennedy assassination today. Of course, that's the biggest thing in history today. Uh, it is. Uh, this was my parents' anniversary, which is the only reason I like I was able to remember Kennedy's assassination day because I knew it was the same day my parents got married, which. I think it's an odd day to get married, if I'm being honest. You know what I mean? Like, my mom was a huge John F. Kennedy fan. She Maybe, adored well, him. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a weird day. Uh, I think that, you know, I kind of feel like that was a low-key gaslighting move of my father to, like, have the wedding day be the same day that Kennedy got <laughs> shot. I mean, my dad, my dad, he had really, he was, he was like a next-level gaslighter. You know what I mean? Like this, this dude was so good. You know, like he was. Um, I'm wow. still trying to unlearn the shit that he taught me. No, <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah, we all are. Uh, right. I, yeah, parent, I mean, parents. Well, and then I'll get somebody in in the chat room saying, "I love my parents." Right. Or right. everything that's wrong with you, or every person on the planet, everything that's wrong with you can be directly attributed to your parents. I mean. It, <laughs> Kind of, sort of. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a big factor. Uh, yeah. Now, the the, the Kennedy, uh, it, it's more than just John F. Kennedy being assassinated because it is the loss of innocence of the American oh, people, yeah. where where we where we first learned to fucking distrust the the government and feel right. like everything's a setup, everything's a conspiracy, and we're still right. seeing the ramifications of it today, but. H.W. Bush, Herbert Walker Bush, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, uh, passed a law 25 years from now. They have to re uh, yeah. release. Now, that was going to be in Trump's first year. Uh, Trump promised to, to uh, release all the information. He didn't. Biden said he would. He didn't. Now, um, I have, I'm not a big RFQ fan at all and don't really. <laughs> I don't trust that guy at all. But I'm certain that if he did get elected, he would re release uh, the information. Because uh, oh, he, of course. He, I mean, you, of course, why wouldn't he? Why, why wouldn't Why wouldn't he? Is uh, probably the threat of being killed. He's he's very um, he's very conscious. Yeah, of the but fact that's that also Kennedy, like the most traumatic thing that happened to your fucking family, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, you know I, I, mean? I get that. Like he you, definitely. Like, he, if you had the ability to uncover the truth about the biggest tragedy of your family, like, I, how would you not do that? I don't care what the consequences. Right. I'm, I get it. Absolutely. That. 
but he is also highly uh, cognizant of the fact that his name carries a lot of bullets uh, or, yeah. you know, potential. He's concerned about being killed before he even gets to be president, which that happened to his father. Uh, so, yeah, it's a legitimate concern. But I do sure. think he would probably, and which I think is the one good reason why uh, if if there is a deep state, if if he gets taken out beforehand, uh, that would lead lead me more to think that there is some some people in the government trying to protect secrets. I don't know why well, Biden has. I don't know why Trump didn't release. Well, my my guess is that I think, and this is just me shooting in the dark here, you know. But my guess would be that the information that it contains is so damning that it would immediately like like people would immediately uprise you know what Why? I mean? I all these years later what so what would be what wouldn't make because, you think because revolt against the, the united if states if the cover up was so bold and so clear you know what i mean to where to where it created an immediate distrust of the government to an irreparable level which we're already probably pretty much at anyway what, but it would what be would that be, the though? proverbial what would it, straw. What would it look like? like LBJ uh, or uh, Johnson ordered the the killing of uh, the vice president I mean, ordered the killing of the president. That would okay. Question: Where where was where was LBJ out of again? Dallas. Oh, okay. So in, in Texas, people, if you and, and if it you, happened in his town. Yeah, I mean that don't make fucking sense to you, bro. No, it don't, totally makes sense. People have been saying that for yeah. years, but I don't think I, mean, yeah, I don't so, think that like, would shock people into saying, "All right, we got to go uh, Venezuela now. Uh, we got to, you know, rioting in the streets over finding out that Johnson was part of it," because that's been part of the conjecture ever since. The other part, yeah, but if the CIA did, go ahead. There's a difference between it being it was it might have been this, and we know it was this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, like speculation and. And knowing it for a fact are two very different things that bring about two very different emotions. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, I, definitely. And because, the, like, like for instance, like there was a situation that happened with me, and and I and I'm pretty sure that my sister made it to where my brother-in-law didn't tell me the truth because she was afraid of what would happen. Um, but when when uh, I had a deal that was I had a show for Nashville that was supposed to be like a huge, huge deal. And it ended up being complete BS. And and uh, it was just somebody um, building me up for a gig that was never going to be and seeing if I was going to pump it up and say stuff, you know, before I should have, which I ended up not doing or whatever. But I was still very excited about the deal and everything and what ended up happening is when when danica got apprehended and had to go back for her uh absconding literally that which was a very uh emotional thing to have happened for me and then the next day i found out that that whole thing was a, a sham that it was bogus and like the combination of those two things if i'd have known for sure, who is behind it? I probably would have went after them. And wow. um, uh, my brother-in-law at the time is a very tech-savvy person. This fucking, I had to tell him. I had to tell my sister to never do this to me again because uh, she messaged me one day while I was traveling and said something 
very specific about my location. And like I had said nothing to anyone about where I was or whatever. So I knew that in order for her to know that specifically, that her husband had to have pinged me with my cell phone, which is totally illegal and shit like that, you know? But he's very good tech-wise and can do all sorts of stuff. And so I asked him to backtrack the emails that I got and find the source. And like I said, this guy could, this guy's been able to do anything I've ever asked him to on a computer. And when I asked him to do that, like for weeks and weeks, like I was badgering this dude about the information and he, and he couldn't find it. He's like, no, I'm just getting bouncing around everywhere. But I can't, I can't do anything. I can't, I don't know. But if I'd have known for sure, like I, I'd have handled that. You know wow. what I mean? Because I felt, you know, I had, I have a speculation. I have a strong speculation. There's only two people in my mind that it could be. You know what I mean? And uh, but because I never knew for sure, I just let it go. But if I'd have known for sure, that shit would have been handled. And I, I, it's unfortunate that I that I feel that way because I'm that you know that's all that stuff that I'm trying to get rid of. That's that stuff that we talked about. How you know I always have to be mindful now with two felonies that if I get out of pocket, that's the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, and so, um, you know, I'm really trying to root those yeah, kind of reactions. I, out of I would brain. just say you're, you're not allowed to kill anybody. Right. Well, of course, of course. I mean, it, I mean, it goes, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> you're not allowed. Uh, we're not right, going to allow it. We, we, thank, uh, you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. If I kill someone, I'm definitely off the show. Okay. I get yeah, it. Thank yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we we can't we can't be having murder going on. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Um, I, dude, and you want to know something? I want to tell you something, dog. I I appreciate being on this show very very much because sometimes I think it helps me not kill people. I know, I know, me <laughs> you too. Know what I mean? it, it helps keep me sane and grounded and okay. Oh well, <laughs> let's not throw sane in there. Grounded, okay. <laughs> we don't You're have right. to. You're right. I have no. I have no right using the word sane in reference to me. That's I'm crazy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we we are coming up. Uh, by the way, we're still on uh, PBM TV. Looks good. I can't use the chat room there. And I think you have to be logged in to use the chat room. Please do use the chat room there. We won't be able to see your comments there, but I'll go back and check every once in a while and be able to comment on any of your chats. But if you want to get into real well, the real chat room. One of the main chat rooms is on YouTube. Uh, my channel uh, it's called, just called YouTube.com uh, slash MindDog. Uh, you can go there that way, or you can check out the Facebook pages. Those chat rooms seem to work good. Now, you, uh, you mentioned your, uh, your uh, ex-brother-in-law. I don't know if there's ever an ex-brother-in-law. I think he's your brother-in-law for life, if he ever is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird, because he kind of put my sister through hell towards the end of their marriage. Um, uh, like, he... Um, it, it's, it, all right, well, well, he was tech-savvy. That's the point that I'm getting at. Because right. this is the time of year, and I've, got, I've been getting it a lot lately, with uh, the scammers are just like insanely uh aggressive and attacking i got two this morning uh one i i was able to figure out was russian bots trying to get my email stuff uh i was able to find that out before i followed through on it basically comes through as your email provider saying your storage is, is used up you got to clear your cash uh click this link um 
but I've been getting a ton of those yesterday uh, and today and, and, and in the recent weeks, it's just like, so people got to be aware of all this kind of stuff. People are trying to scam people every which way. And one of the ones selling a, a couple of refrigerators on uh, marketplace, uh, they belong to my uh, father-in-law who, <laughs> who passed, but we just bought them. They were brand new refrigerators. One is a, a college room type one. And the other is a, a small, you know, 10 cubic uh, foot freezer refrigerator and uh, put them on marketplace. One woman or cl- the profile was a woman's face. I should have checked out uh, when she started communicating with me that she had no friends on Facebook, which is a dead giveaway that it's yeah. not a real person. Yeah. She went through all this stuff. Uh, uh, you know, where do you live? I gave her my address to, uh, you know, will you take less for it? Like it was listed at 75. I let her talk me down to 50. Going to make the deal. We, do you take Zelle? And I had an issue with Zelle, some hackers trying to get through. And my bank said, don't put Zelle on your account. Zelle is uh, notorious for uh, letting hackers in. And it's very common app that people use for banking. So I didn't have Zelle when no she kidding. asked for Zelle. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I said no when she said Zelle, and I'm not adding Zelle to my stuff. I said I can take Venmo or PayPal. So she said, okay, Venmo, uh, Venmo works. I gave her my email address. She said she paid me check. I went to Venmo. There's no money there. I checked my email, nothing. And then in my junk folder, there's a message from Venmo Payment Services saying uh, you somebody sent you money, but we can't add it to your account because you're – amount that you're allowed to collect has been exceeded. I was like, that doesn't sound right. So they want me to pay $250 to get $50, to overpay, and then get a refund back from this person. I'm like, this sounds scammy. And I, I looked it up. I told the person, you know, forget it. But but now I'm worried they have my address. They have all my information. You know, it's, uh, scammers, who knows what they might be doing, you know, check why would you even ask well, for my address? Or? I wouldn't worry too much about them having your address because these keyboard warriors are too much of pussies to be doing like physical fucking crimes. That's why they're doing it on the internet. Right. Um, I got I mean, another it, one. That, it it takes say- a different sack level to fucking enter someone's home. So uh, that refrigerator has been listed as sold and taken down, even though it's not sold, because uh, I jumped the gun on that. And then I got another scam call for the other refrigerator uh, somewhere around 6 p.m. last night. So they're, Probably the same they're, person. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, well, well, even if it's, even if another, it's not, like, cause if, is it, if they figured out, if I figured out their scam the first time, they would say, no, he, he's not worth it. We'll just move on to another person. Uh, yeah, maybe. Perhaps. But, um... So I mean, they always—they almost always tip their hat. If you—if you know anything about scammers and what they're up to, and the one thing I know about scammers, they—they can never talk right. They—they always—they always speak in a way that just somebody from America that has always spoke English, they've never talked that way. Right, you know what I mean. Like they. And never the thing was, this was fifty fifty dollars for this dorm room refrigerator. It's like, why do we need to Venmo this? Can you just bring me fifty bucks cash? I right. Mean. Yeah. That's, yeah. We can pick it up. Yeah. Bring me. 50 you gotta. Cash. You gotta come to pick it up anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, might as well just bring the cash with you. But uh, the, I guess the point I'm making here is just pe- people be hyper vigilant this time of year because they're coming out of the woodwork. I don't know why. Yeah. The holidays are the scammiest time time of year, but they well because I think uh, they probably feel like people are looser with money around this time of year. You know what I mean? 
um, people are, you know, uh, people are probably more trusting a little bit and they're trying to get deals, you know, all sorts of stuff factors in. But it definitely the most, it's probably the most money flowing time of year here in America, at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's um, the most scammiest time of the year. You know, I was year. thinking, hey, uh, you know, uh, I because I want to do serious music, but bro, I I would be killer. I could write a ton of fucking parodies. Cause like, oh well, here's I, what you got to do. Here, here's what you need to do. If you're gonna do parodies, you need to create an alter ego uh, type of you know uh, a fake persona and do it under yeah. another name, so that okay. you don't damage your. I'm taking from somebody the who has dam- damage. Okay. Yeah, nobody. I, you know, I was thinking about the other night. One of my very first songs was uh, "I Want to Break Your Hands" when I was a teen- <laughs> when I was a teenager, and it would always got requested. But I think I, I kind of uh, set myself in a mold starting very young as like a guy who just writes goofy, funny songs, and yeah. so and right from that uh, get go. Nobody I do have one it. parody on my YouTube. Have you heard it? Have you listened to it? No. Yeah, it's um, it's to the Louis Capaldi's "Someone You Love," and um, it's uh, it's called her favorite towel, and it's about a dude that um, when his wife is on, when his girl is on her period, she doesn't want to have sex or give him a blowjob or anything, so he <laughs> masturbates into her favorite towel instead. <laughs> Well, that's that's healthier than the sock thing. I don't understand the sock thing, but somebody was on Twitter the other day. Uh, it was a joke about jerking off in socks, and it appears that a lot of guys like to jerk off into a sock. And yeah, I I've don't, never done it either. It's always seemed weird to me as well. It's fucking weird as hell. Like, yeah. what you you can't afford paper towel? What? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I like. Yeah, I mean, so what the fuck socks? Like, you know, you got to put that on and get a vein to That's one kink I just, and there's lots of kinks that just uh, I can't understand, but jerking yeah. off into a sock is something I totally yeah, I don't like. I don't like it <laughs> because uh, mainly because I don't like, uh, I'm not a feet person. Like, feet kind of <laughs> gross me out. So, so like, it, it, it's just like, I don't want anything that's on my feet on a regular basis. On my exactly. Feet. You're going to have to put yeah. that sock on again. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck no, dude. I'm not, I'm not touching my dick with a sock. What the fuck is wrong with you? And what like, happens if you get athlete's dick? Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need to oh, 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 God. Jesus. Just, oh, Why are you always scratching your dick like that? Uh, I got athlete's <laughs> athlete dick. It, it gave my wife athlete's mouth. Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that uh, fungus virus, whatever that is, uh, if fungus can be spread like to other penis? parts. Of it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be bad. Uh, fucked up. Yeah, uh, I, I got to change the subject before my brain gets too dirty. Um, oh, okay. So let me tell you about last night. So uh, we're definitely going to get some more wrestlers. We're going to get some wrestlers on the show. Um, I talked, so Nick, uh, Eugene Densmore, uh, he is a wrestler that used to be, he's a former WWE wrestler. Uh, he played the character Eugene that was like, like an autistic, uh, relative of, a, I think, man, I think he was Mitch McMahon's like autistic nephew or whatever, but he was a wrestler and, um, uh, he had a good run for, um, a couple of years and now he does like independent wrestling stuff. 
he used to run Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Um, but anyway, so I talked to him last night, um, and he definitely wants to come on the show. He's super excited about it. And I think that could definitely open the door to get in uh, some more wrestlers uh, from that point forward, too. So. Dinsmore, not Densmore, right? Nicholas David Yeah, D-E-N, Dinsmore. D-E-N. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's cool. Now, uh, PBM TV, I, I got, we got to come up with a shortened version of that. PB. Uh, PBM TV has uh, got a deal now with a West Coast Wrestling Federation. I think there's still these regional areas. I, I was surprised because I thought it was all like under one big national thing right now. But he, he's, he, you know, Corey said if we know anybody involved in uh, other regional stuff, regional wrestling federations and stuff, uh, put them in touch with him for PBM TV. Love to get. Uh, I don't know nationwide. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I'm sure. I'm sure that the flagship wrestling here in Sioux Falls would would love to have that exposure. Right. Uh, now you know about this guy. Uh, I can't think of his name now. He was running a, a thing out of Las Vegas. He he was a like a, a big time celebrity in Vegas. He got killed over uh, a wrestling his wrestling uh, stuff. It's like on one of these cold case files uh, shows. This guy was like a really flamboyant uh you know character big jim or something something like that not deacon jim something like that but uh it's one of these cold case files he got killed he was in a spat with uh mobsters that had a strip club right next to his auto body place and ended up uh, dead in a motel they smeared cocaine all over his face like to to make it look like he didn't know he was a right. drug addict who didn't couldn't figure out how to snort coke, so he just got it all over his face, whatever. And he died of a heart attack. I overdosed, but there was like some um, some hooker or something that was in the room, and they're saying that she was working for the mob and she actually injected him or something. Oh, that's always what funny. year was this? How, how long ago? <sighs> Not that it was like early two thousands that he got killed but it's on it's it, like a cold case thing on um, unsolved mysteries or something i don't go i caught it on yeah Netflix. i don't know about that but i'll, I'll have to look it up yeah. um I'm, I'm not familiar with that in the least uh yeah i you know what next uh next week or something i'll 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 look it up and we'll we'll talk about that because it's an interesting case uh and yeah, i didn't no. i didn't know there was still all these small like wrestling yeah. rackets i yeah. thought oh it was, yeah there's independent wrestling all over the place that's, all over the place. That's so weird. I just thought it was like in one big business and one big like Vince McMahon. Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, like Impact Wrestling and WWE uh, and probably TNA. I don't know if TNA is still a thing or not, but uh, you know, those are those are the big ones, and those are the ones making money. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like comedy in this way. Like all those independent wrestlers and stuff, they're making very very little money for each of those shows they're they're doing it because they love fucking wrestling you know what yeah. i mean because uh i guarantee you pretty much any wrestler on those small circuits probably has another side gig you right. know what i mean uh i had a kid who worked for me as a graphic artist who quit to become a professional wrestler he wasn't all that big but he, i i followed him on facebook for a while he was working steady as a professional wrestler, he's he not much bit. He wasn't really bigger than me, and definitely not at the time. I was fuck, a lot more muscular than him. But yeah. uh, Johnny Clash was his wrestling name. Johnny Clash. Johnny uh, Clash. I, I got to check on how he's doing now. Uh, it's all 
so wrestling gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I had uh, David Monster on, who who does the Rowdy Armstrong uh, books, and Rowdy Armstrong is gay wrestling. And I, I asked him, I said, what's the difference between gay wrestling and regular wrestling? Because the objective is still the same, to rub your balls over the other guy's face while you got him <laughs> down on the mat. It's all seemed gay to me. And he said, yeah, I mean, you, you, all these guys would post it. And wh why would they get all homoerotic, greased up, you know, whatever that stuff is they put themselves on and uh, and they wear those tight. You don't need to wear tight. Well, know. not all of them do. Tighties. Just for the record. I mean, but yeah, no, I get it. It is the main costume is like <laughs> tight tights. And speedos. Yeah. So the object yeah. is to get the other shaving, guy down, fucking rub your balls all over his face and say, I won. Yeah. Now. I mean, you know, that is, so I will say that. The <laughs> one thing about wrestling that I've always thought was a little weird is why are these guys never more careful about not putting their junk right over somebody's faces or covering them or whatever? Because yeah. that happens. It happens a lot. It really does. That's um, why. And that's even, that's even in Dude, high I mean, school. Yeah, I, that's yeah. why I, I, I got out of it, you know, I went for the wrestling team. And then I, it's like, nothing is like, you're going to reach around my balls. That's a little uncomfortable. I'm, uh, I was a very uh, homophobic kid. And to me, it's like, I don't want to, I'm fine with fighting. Yeah, let's fight. Let's, but if you're going to start jiggling my balls, well, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> anyway. I'm only... I'm, you know, usually, usually if, if, if a ball, if balls get involved in a fight that I'm involved in, uh, it's generally One gets lost. an act of desperation. One gets like, lost. I'm, I'm not faring well and we need to turn the tide. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I couldn't help but giggle every time Barry was telling you, put, put all your balls in this fucking, when he's talking about the lottery. Oh, yeah, lottery. yeah, 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 yeah. Put, put your all balls your ball in the lottery thing. Yeah. <laughs> He already he already put his last ball in there. Come on, yeah. he... for a guy with one note, I got a lot of balls. I know that. I get told that all the time because uh, you know I'm very willing to do crazy shit. All right. Um, I have to get to a show today, so we don't have. I, I want to end on time. And and here's the thing. Oh, okay. When we say goodbye to Govs at ten forty-five, I gotta also remember to say goodbye to PBM TV at eleven my time. Because uh, oh, okay. Uh, and this we should is a do new a commercial. We haven't done a commercial. I know. Yet. I'm going to do a commercial. And then okay, we, right. your friend Ian is here. And I, I heard we'll, the pop. Oh, you did? Uh, I, I, don't, I wasn't sure if you heard the pops because sometimes you, you, don't, you, don't know, you don't make any comment about or even seem to know that somebody's waiting to come in. Well, uh, I don't know if you want me to or not because isn't it kind of unprofessional? I, should, I shouldn't say. Wait, we, happens, we, right? we are professional? Since when are, are there any professionals? <laughs> True. True. Good. Solid point. Solid point. All right. <laughs> I, I think we had a professional on once. It didn't go well. Um, <laughs> right. right. They uh, were yeah, very so, disappointed. I'm looking for a commercial to play. What I want to play, I don't want to go like the long naked wines thing because uh, uh, we just talked well, I gotta, about it. I'm going to run and get coffee when you play this. All right. Because, uh, yeah, I don't, you know what? We t already talked about wrestling being homoerotic. I don't want to uh, play the naked wine thing and just exacerbate <laughs> Right. I would just put it over the top. Let's go with Creative Live. If you want to uh, increase your creativity, there's a 70% off uh, site-wide sale, over 2,000 courses in creativity. Find out about it right here, right now. It's time to unleash your creative excellence. 
Dreams won't work if you don't. They never happen overnight, and they rarely follow a straight line. Excellence is a result of the hustle, consistently pushing to do better, and success looks different for everyone. CreativeLive.com charts paths and tailors content for students, but they also encourage independent thinking and exploration. Go outside of your comfort zone. Who knows? You might actually like it. Right now, you can get up to 70% off through this exclusive offer for Coffee with the Dog. CreativeLive.com has site-wide sale for Coffee with the Dog listeners. Save up to 70% off. Go to MindDogTV.com and click on the link on the homepage now. Uh, The screen you are looking at is a reminder uh, that Black Friday is coming up uh, this Friday, and uh, there'll be lots of ridiculous sales and um, ways for you to waste your money. But that's not enough, folks. They're not content. And listen, why get on on a line to beat somebody up for a doll or whatever you're getting for a kid or toys or whatever gift you have? Why even bother? In an age of internet shopping, you can get it all online. But that's not enough. They wait Monday. At work, they plan on getting you again with Cyber Monday, you know, lures of what seem to be sales, which are really the, the actual everyday prices. They just mark it up so they can mark it down. Stay away from that shit and don't waste your money. That's, the, that's my <laughs> point. Um, your friend I- Ian uh, Re- Reland, is it Reland? Reland. Uh, you know what I found out about him on the internet? You said very little, which which I'm well, surprised what, at because he here's did what a I lot found out. I found out that he was born in Glasgow, Scotland, in 1864, and died in uh, uh, someplace in Ohio in 1912. Uh, so we're happy to have him on the show today. He's the first actual uh, dead guest that we've had. On, been dead for over a hundred years, and uh, apparently Willie's going to be roasting him uh, on. Saturday night. Say hello be to Ian. pretty easy if he's that dead. He looks pretty yeah. good for being dead. Uh, all those years, especially 100 years being dead, you look really good. Welcome, Ian. Do you know who this person yeah, I mean, is he's speaking of? Being dead, you don't have to eat anything, so I've gone 100 years with no cheeseburgers, no GMOs, so that keeps my keeps my skin looking real nice and good. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, now, this roast, uh, uh, are you are, are you ready for it? Are, are you prepared? Or, or will you get hurt? Will you get your feelings hurt? Are you okay with it? Uh, oh, I don't think anybody is going to be able to roast me any more than I already roast myself. Ah, well, that's... Like, good. I'm going to get real nitpicky about things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about things that no one even notices. Like none of the viewers on on this show are gonna know about my weird knees. Um, no, that's what I was saying. This hard part of the thing about a roast is the familiarity with the person being roasted helps right. it be funny. And if people don't know about your uh, proclivities or any of the kind of stuff people are gonna be making fun of, it's hard for them to laugh at. It just feels like being mean. Well, they're just right. bullying the guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just have one of those faces. You know, you just want to, you just want to say things at me that um, you just want to, you you just want to bring me down. You know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Now, the downside you... is, is I kind of like it. So when women do it, I think they're flirting with me and I'm just like, Hey, you want to <laughs> waste three months of each other's time? Wow. I, uh, well, yeah, I get that. Uh, b- believe me, I can relate to that. Uh, um, that's not the right thing. I thought I had your Facebook uh, page in here and I got the human being diet uh, from yesterday and I will, I will get that anyway. Um, so I tell us. I want to point out that Ian is the reigning comic of the year in Sioux Falls. Uh, that is true, yes. As opposed to the snowing uh, right. comic of the year? It was well, snowing it, it when I got that cold. award. Yeah, well, I was going to mention that before when we were talking about your dates until January. There's like, why Sioux Falls this time of year? Why not Key West? <laughs> Key West. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's, the place. that's a solid point. A solid point. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind Sioux Falls, but Sioux Falls in June, July, August is yeah. too I hot. Am, I am trying to book too hot in those months. The end of January. Wow, too hot. Too yeah, hot. you want you want Sioux Falls in either May or October. Okay, yeah. those are the good I mean, months. Yeah, like the end of September, October. Yeah, because that is when the perfect temperature. That's the perfect time. Like That's the perfect weeks. temperature. This yeah, past yeah. week, sometimes November's are pretty good too. Sometimes November's they're they're kind of like an extension of October, where you get that. It's you know, it's like jacket season, you know. Can you see yeah. my mind being blown right now? Um, I think people. <laughs> People who haven't really spent a lot of time there or only passed through there on their way over to the West Coast uh, think it's cold all year round. Nope. <laughs> I, to find that it gets too hot there is kind of a, a revelation to me. Oh, yeah. It gets hotter oh, than yeah. a lot of coastal places. And wow. We get hotter than Florida hot, sometimes. It's real heavy. Real wow. heavy hot. And it's humid, uh, too. So uh, the reigning, uh, what was reigning uh, champion? What was reigning comic, comic of the year? How does that come about? Uh, is that a uh, uh, like a festival, something you enter? How does that, who names that? Is it a contest that you actually enter to get that crown? Or what yep. is it all Well, about? our local comedy club had this uh, monthly contest, and they decided that at the end of the year, they'd get all the monthly winners from all the months of the year to get together and go against each other for the year title and i won uh and who decides that the audience or the uh, is like they were a panel of uh, like there was a panel of judges there's a panel of judges Uh, are they uh professional comedians or they club owners they are they are just randos pretty much Ah. yeah kind of yeah they wow. they've hey. never, they were ran, the, last year they were people who had never seen comedy in Sioux Falls so wow I was uh, there uh, uh, this year will be the last so, comic of the year competition at least never as seen far as goes. never seen comedy yeah. in, in Sioux Falls that you know I I can tell you I fit that bill I've never seen comedy in Sioux Falls but oh, I've you never want to seen come judge the competition in January? no I've I've never that? seen it I've never seen anything in Sioux Falls other than uh, I don't I've never been to Sioux Falls I've driven through South uh, South Dakota but uh, I think pretty much it's so oblivious and stoned that I didn't even notice it was there. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I, maybe I could talk to Jay. I'd probably have to recuse myself from competing, but we, maybe we could talk to Jason. We could get you, Jackie, and GD <laughs> for our judges. That'd be great. That'd be great. Jackie's not going to South Dakota. I can promise you that. Uh, oh, especially in January, he'd be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, I asked him to go to Georgia for ten grand, and he was like, "Fuck that." 
Oh, really? Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. go to Georgia for, for 10, 10 grand? grand? Yeah, that's not worth Jeez. it for him. For a night in Georgia. Wow. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I guess when I do shows with Jackie, it'll be in New York. Holy uh, cow. You, you would hope so. <laughs> anyway, uh, so now with the roast, do you select uh, who, who selects the people uh, you know who are doing the roasting? Uh, well, you? it was kind of a volunteer basis. We asked who who wanted to do it, and uh, a lot of people wanted to do it for some reason. I don't understand. There's like twelve <laughs> comics on the roast. Yeah, they were they were falling over each other. Yeah, and these are all yeah, twelve comics cool, that like me. Like, there's right. some comics in Sioux Falls that don't like me, and I considered putting them on the roast because I was like, well, maybe I want to hear some genuinely mean things. But then I was like. They're not as funny as these people who like me, though. So yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> right. Ever have a fight break out at a roast? A, a fight break out at a roast? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get all fancy knuckle. Knuckles. That would that would certainly be interesting, but it would. Yeah, yeah. Um, like somebody said something that went too far, and the person gets up and just yeah, <laughs> or or. or well, because generally, it is people that like you. As as far as the roast that I've seen, they're friendly. And even though people are giving you jabs, you know there's there's not a lot of hate behind it. But then if yeah, you get one one guy who's just got a thing for you on the on the fucking local circuit or something, and doesn't yeah. like you, and then starts jabbing like mother jokes. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you can't make fun of my mom. Don't make fun of mothers. Mothers are don't, don't make fun of your mom. Is that don't a make fun? Yeah, don't make fun of my mom man. in particular. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I bait people into doing it. It's like, oh, you're gonna make fun of my mom, huh? And then they're like, yeah, your mom's ugly. It's like, oh, my mom's in a wheelchair. You better watch it. Yeah. You know that uh, <laughs> that video that went viral? Uh, hey, what's your name, Tony? Yeah, fuck you, Tony. The guy's on the island uh, across the water, yeah. and he, and he says he starts to talk about mother. Don't you talk about my mother? Don't you? He said, you see that fire next to you? What looked like a fire next to you? He, said, he took the mind off. He said, yeah. He goes, I fucked your mother on that last night. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, for some reason, mothers always end up uh, the the reason for the, the fight breaks out. Don't you talk about my mother? Anyway, um, how much time do people get now for roasting? Will you're going to be doing it, right? You're one of the roasters. I am. Uh, I have not. I've not been told what a time limit is. I never pay attention to that anyway because I just, you know, I'm a winger. You know? <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, with twelve people, I would imagine. But and that's going to be the thing. I think what's going to end up happening. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, projecting what might take place. I think what's going to end up happening is like the first six comics are going to go way too long, and then everybody after that is going to have to like hurry the fuck up so we like I don't know, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't I, know if they care how long the show goes or whatever. I think as long as it's entertaining and fun, nobody's going to care how long it is. I will say that, especially the Club David atmosphere is is very chill and cool and accepting and and like it's a good vibe at that place. And so mm -hmm. I don't if the show goes long, I don't think it'll be a problem. But no. I will. I do think that the early ones will probably do a lot more than the later ones. Now, uh, is there any um, with the comic of the year thing? Is there a, like a belt you wear for that? Is there some kind of Something they didn't have one. 
They didn't have one. They didn't have a belt. I don't have a belt that I carry around. It's really a shame. Not even I, a, I kind of wish not I had even a, a belt. plaque or or a, a piece of paper. <laughs> you know, something you could have. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, they gave me they gave me two hundred dollars, which was nice. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, I spent that already, but yeah. Um, yeah, I bet I would <laughs> spend it that night. Uh, yeah, that's that. That was uh, that was you my weed for the month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so now at the end of the year, when you have to give up the title or maybe you don't, can you, can you get it two years in a row? Nope. I uh, give it up. Uh, so now, uh, or do you have to, or you have to present the next winner with, uh, with some kind of, uh, honorary you've taken, you know, you're taking my, uh, spot. Congratulations. Any kind of that kind of stuff. Duties I don't, that go along with I don't do that. Um, that's, that's up to the host of ah. what of the show, whoever they decide to pick for that. Uh, I just do a set at the end of the show while they all tabulate. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, oh, great. I didn't even know that. So you're going to do a, a feature set at the end of the comic of the year show. Yep. I think oh, so. Awesome. I didn't even know that. That's fucking great. Very I'm cool. supposed to. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. Now, for people like I me, mean, it who, makes sense. Who people like yep. me who think you're dead and died over a hundred years ago? Uh, <laughs> can tell us something uh, about uh, what you do uh, comedically. Are you a joke teller? You're a short joke teller. You're a storyteller. Uh, <laughs> you're an insult comic. You're a prop comic. What? Tell, give us an idea. Of what, insult comic. Wow. I, I do. I do a lot of things. I yeah, yeah. I go I go everywhere. I I like to do stupid things. Like I like to say things so stupid that you think to yourself, "Oh my god, I didn't think I could hear something that stupid in my entire life." <laughs> That's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also like to do educational things, you know, teach people about about things. Like I'm I'm a musician, so I know things about music history, so I like to teach people about Beethoven and how he ravaged the music industry and had a huge crush on judge judy wow judge judy uh, she, that's yeah. a, i think that's um she was a real smoke show back in the 1800s i, I doubt it i don't I, I doubt it um i don't in the 1800s yeah you, you judge judy back, back when she was young even when Moses was walking here, she was probably still ugly then. Um, <laughs> you haven't but, seen you haven't seen behind the bench. She's got underneath she's the got bench. a I've dump truck bench. there. She's got a dump <laughs> trunk under those robes and judginess. <laughs> like uh, Mr. Judge Judy's a lucky fella. Yeah, but uh going back to what you who it started with, I like to say stupid things. Um that's a lost. They're very few. It used to be a common thing in comedy. I think it's a lost thing because now it's every punching down on everybody is, is, is you know a trendy thing. You see very few people actually making themselves out to be dumb on stage. And I appreciate like Nate Bogassi. That's what I love about him is he's he's always playing the dumb guy. You know he's not dumb, right? It, you know, but the way he plays it, it, it makes makes the audience feel a little more comfortable like this guy's not 
talking down to me. He's talking down on himself, and now it makes it more relatable. So I, I appreciate yeah. that. That's and I think awesome. a lot of a, a mistake a lot of people make when they try to do stupid things is, well, they're like, well, racism's pretty stupid. Why don't I be racist? And then they'll think I'm stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they do think you're stupid, but now they also think you're racist. Right. Uh, and how do they hate you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long is so, by the way? So, so what I like to do is I like to purposefully misinterpret signs. Like when I go to a gas station, there'll be a sign that says 20 minute parking only. And then I go to the cashier and I say, so do I have to stay here for the whole 20 minutes or can I leave sooner? <laughs> well, it says only. So obviously yeah. Yeah. you have to stay there the whole 20 minutes. Don't so. even get me started on 72 hour parking. Woof. <laughs> I was there for three days. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, the signs, I have a whole video on, on the signs thing. Because sometimes, like in the middle of nowhere, you, you're walking along or driving along, there's a sign that go, it points an arrow. And like where it, the arrow is like a mile and a half before you actually have to turn that. So, But I always right. interpret it as, okay, right here at the sign I'm supposed to go. Right. And there's a woods there. <laughs> I'm walking or, or driving into the woods because the arrow told me to. Uh, yeah, I get that, man. The whole fucking sign stuff. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. how long you been performing? About four and a half years. Four and a half years. That's, uh, that's not, not too long to be, uh, reaching, uh, accolades like comic of the year and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, most people. He's very clever. He's very, and he's hardworking. He, he does a lot of gigs. Practice. During COVID, uh, tell him about some of what you did during COVID. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the pandemic, there was a Zoom comedy going on. Oof. It's getting on to Zoom and meeting new people from all around the world, doing open mics, doing three or four every day. It was like it was like I'd do, I could do a month's worth of Sioux Falls comedy in a single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Zoom stuff is, is really... It I is really know. rough. And yeah. I, think it, I think Zoom actually helped me raise my standards like a lot. Because yeah. if I can get a laugh on Zoom, I know I can get a laugh on stage. Right. It's it's so fucking uncomfortable. Now, it's not at that point, it's not stand-up unless you really are stand-up. It's sit-down comedy. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend. I have a friend, Chris Monty, who did a Zoom show from his, a stand-up show from his apartment at the time. And it was pretty good. His wife and his uh, one of his neighbors, I guess, there were... Uh, the audience, and he was actually doing a stand-up show, and it was timed out well, and what struck me well was, uh, or struck me as impressive, was that he timed everything out so well, like he timed the laughter pauses in between jokes, and that's a difficult thing to do because when there's dead silence, you're sitting there and counting, I guess, seconds to say, when I, what is it long <laughs> just enough? just kind of waiting for laughter, like, <laughs> are you like, guys going to laugh? Yeah. So I think it could do more damage to your psyche. As uh, am I, because you're not hearing a little bit. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes a live audience will laugh to some things that a Zoom audience won't laugh at. Yeah. And then there are some things that do actually work better on Zoom. I had like this American Idol bit that worked really well because I'd put the background on and I'd put various pictures on the background and then I'd sing very poorly. <laughs> that is that's yeah. great that is yeah great. it really only works in real life if i have a guitar player with me who can play uh the the guitar part to dust in the wind <laughs> uh, and then uh, i sing it very beautifully wow 
Uh, that's a that's an oldie, but goodie, Dustin Owen. Um, you mentioned you're a, a musician. What do you what do you play? I'm a percussionist. Percussionist. Is that a drummer? Yep, it's a drummer, but less sexy. <laughs> okay, well, because uh, I know percussionists who are conga players. I know percussionists who are djembe players, or whatever you call that. Don't be yeah. on one of the uh, hand drums. One, yeah, hand drums. One of my favorite bits of Ian's uh, is called "Terrible Things," right? The is depressing like, things. Yes, depressing things. He he does this bit with fucking finger symbols. This goddamn genius level shit, bro. I just say something sad or depressing, and then I ting the finger symbols together. It's fucking, it's <laughs> goddamn hilarious. I lost my shit the first time I ever saw it. I, pro I probably came very close to actually falling on the floor. I laughed so hard. Yeah. Wow. This was, this was like almost like four and a half years ago. This was like yeah, kind of when I very first, kind of at the very beginning. Man, yeah. man, it was so good. I even mentioned that in the bit. I say, people tell me this is my favorite bit, and I've had it since basically the very beginning. So what they're telling me is I haven't gotten better since I started. <laughs> that's, that's, a, uh, that's an awful pessimistic view on that kind of stuff, but I, I would probably feel the same way. Uh, yeah. What are you drinking there in the morning? You're not drinking coffee. You're drinking Mountain Dew? What do you got? Diet Mountain Dew. All right. Well, they are... Mountain Dew is a new sponsor of the program. No, they're not. I wish they were. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. A little bro. product placement there, but uh, no, no, I drink, I drink diet Mountain Dew first thing in the morning. Yeah, wow. Before you even I'm, get uh, out of your robe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even out of my bathrobe yet. I, I just got done with my beauty sleep, and I think no. I still need a little bit more beauty sleep. I'm kind of ugly still, so. Well, for a guy who's been dead 112 years, 120 years, whatever. Who is this yeah. dead guy? Who is this other Ian Ryland Smith? You're killing me with this. I think that's my grandpa. Yeah. It probably is. <laughs> probably great grandpa because he, you know, he would die over 100 years ago. That's yeah, probably know. my great grandpa. Yeah, because um, I think he was he was born. My my actual grandpa was 1928, and he lasted until 2012. Right. Wow. Wow. Or was yeah, it twenty two? He was ninety. He was ninety when he died. He had a he. He probably lasted a lot longer than I'm going to last, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know the uh, average age or the age expectation for males has dropped significantly uh, in the United States. Now it's at seventy three. Just a couple of years ago, it was seventy eight. So really, yeah, all of us yeah. are probably. Yeah, well, you would think with all the medical advances and all the kind of stuff now. Keep in mind, and I was trying to explain this to my friend who was my age at, at the uh, old folks show the other night, the Pure Prairie League and Firefall, uh, that, that all that means is that the people who are living 90, they're still living 90 or 100 years old. It just means a lot more people are dying at 40 and 30 and, and uh, you know. Well, okay, but don't you average. think like the spike in like fentanyl overdose. Yes, exactly. That's like where that I was going from. with that. I mean, that affects that number. How many 30 like year that? olds are dying from, from overdoses now compared to 10 years ago? A lot more. So that brings right. the average down. So it's not like, and, and like, think about the young people that died during COVID, you know what I mean? Like that definitely, but of course we probably lost more old people during COVID. Than I'm people, certain but. more fentanyl killed more people in COVID. Uh, especially here. 
I mean, they, they were dro- thirty year olds were dropping like flies, uh, and thirty was the number. So and you- then there's there's also mental health for men. Like men aren't very good at mental health because they yeah. bottle it up, and they're taught from a young age that they have to bottle it up, and that you can't seek help. You think women are uh, good at mental health? They certainly are going to therapy more than men are, and so they're killing they're themselves a lot less. Yeah, more. Are they killing themselves a lot less? They are oh, killing yeah. themselves less than men. All right, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll look that up. We'll, we'll fact check that. Now. I bet you. I bet you. I bet you that's at least a twenty percent difference. No, yeah, it's actually a very wide margin. Men kill themselves yeah. a lot more than women. Uh, you guys uh, continue the conversation. I'm 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 fact checking. Uh, so <laughs> I have a question. You you had mentioned something about you have four times album. more. By the way, males die by suicide three to four times more than females. Yeah, so it's it's quite significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four to one. Because men, men have this this thing called I know I know some of you may not like this word, but it's called toxic masculinity. Not to be confused with normal healthy masculinity, but the toxic right. stuff. You know, the guys, the dudes right. do to each other that are just not nice. You know, we're not nice to each other. We're not supportive. Whenever we show vulnerability, we're alienated for it. Instead of right. instead of our buds coming together and be like, "Hey, cheer up, bro. We got gotcha. you." right like yeah there's because there's two yeah there's very much two schools of thought there there's there's those guys that say yeah sure you know we got you you're gonna get through this and then there's others quit crying you pussy you know yeah man man you You know what i mean like and those are those are terrible friends to have i totally agree you know what i mean i i want a friend that wants to help me like feel it and get through it and know that it's going to be okay i'm wondering if uh, what actually gets tallied into these suicides, though, like overdoses can be called suicide, even though they're not ne- necessarily meant to be yeah, that. Right. Uh, and also a lot of male behavior that could end up in death. It's like borderline right. suicide. If you're jumping off a building uh, as a uh, whatever they call those. Uh, parkour that, guy. Yeah, parkour yeah, guys. Parkour guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you die. Is that suicide or not? Right. Yeah, it also makes me think of a subreddit called r slash why women live longer. And it's just a bunch of videos of men just doing very stupid and dangerous stuff. Totally. I get it. I mean, I've I've done plenty of stuff that if I would have died, they would have probably labeled it a suicide. I jumped out of a moving car on LSD, probably going about 40 miles an hour. and survive that but i'm certain if i i would have died they would have called it a suicide so i mean if you die because you're depressed but if or if you die because you're stupid is that still both mental health issues yeah yeah um people i mean if you jump off a cliff because you're sad is it any different because than jumping off a cliff because you thought you could do a cool flip on the way down Both of those sound like mental illness or, to me. Yeah. Or you're right. and actually right. like even even worse than that. Like imagine imagine like you're out, you know, you're out on this cliffside or whatever, and you want to do a cool video of you doing a backflip and you just stumble a little bit and you go off the fucking cliff. You know what I mean? Like shit like that even happens. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that would, that'd be more 
of like somebody dying during parkour or something like that. That would totally all- happen to me. I'm surprised. I, I, it's so fucking amazing that I'm still alive because I've done so much stupid shit that could have ended in accidental death, and, and I'm clumsy enough that it yeah. should have happened. Right. Uh, but somehow, both, bro. <laughs> it, it kind of leads, and I'm, you know, I'm not a fucking. Uh, religious or spiritual guy but i gotta think there's probably some kind of uh guardian angel out there that's, that's keeping me alive <laughs> somehow <laughs> i don't know i mean they want to see you do that flip yeah that, yeah or and, they just want me to sup- is exhausted i know he's fucking drunk <laughs> He, I drove him to drink a long time ago, but um, yeah. I, th- I th- it could be just a sadist who wants wants because at some time I was thinking about this last night. Like, uh, you know, so at some point life becomes tortured. The older you get, the worse life gets, and it just goes downhill. And I'm at the age where you can expect dementia to start, uh, and Kelly would say it's probably already uh, advanced dementia. Uh, because she's mean and uh, and just a rotten person, uh, but uh, all those kind of things, the debilitation starts to creep in, and then you become like you're waiting for somebody else to wipe your ass. And what what does life become then? I'm thinking my guardian angel is like, <laughs> let's just keep him alive so he can suffer longer. That's what <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now with <laughs> coming back to the roast. The roast is at David's uh the David's club or Club David. Club David, yep. Uh how many people does the, the room hold? Audience members? Um usually about I wanna say a hundred. I'm used to doing the main room's gotta be more than that. Yeah, probably. I'm used to doing some of the burlesque shows there. I MC the burlesque shows, and I even have a burlesque dancer coming in and dressing as me and doing a whole act. Burlesque? They call it burlesque? I haven't. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, we just call them titty bars around here, but the, uh, it's slightly <laughs> different than just a titty no, bar, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. With a titty bar, the girls are doing their own thing. There's no like organized show, but in a burlesque show, there's an organized show. Everyone does their act. Yeah, and... it's very presentation based. Yeah. Yeah, and and the titties come out at the very end too. So, yes. right, wow. and you know what? Like Sioux Falls has a very vibrant uh, burlesque scene, really, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Wouldn't you? Yeah, agree I love anything? doing the shows there. I, I love that. There is a burlesque, I know, because I had somebody on, this is Kelly's right, dementia, uh, or memory loss here, short-term memory loss. had somebody on over this summer who does a burlesque show in New York City. Uh, I'm thinking that burlesque is probably more a Midwest type of uh, experience than than the big city. I think maybe because it's more old-timey a little bit, maybe. That could be true. I think so. Um, but, but it's really entertaining. The burlesque show. So Ian hosted the. He was a co-host because uh, you and Becky hosted that, right? It was me and Alyssa for SuperCon. Oh, yeah, you and Alyssa. Yeah, uh, at, at SuperCon there there was a four-hour burlesque show, but it was fucking yeah. amazing. And yeah, they did an awesome huge job crowd hosting it. It was really really good. Um, I mean, they had a great combination of different acts. Like, they even had some aerial stuff, like some silk, uh, um, I don't know what you call the people that do silks or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, aerialists. Acrobats or whatever. Yeah, aerials. Yeah, they had the yeah. aerial act. Was so, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Wow. We, had, we even like had a comic. Practice. We had Jerry Irby. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Irby was on that show. That's right. 
So uh, he's on the roast too. You know, this is one of the things I wanted to uh, talk to Barry about the other day. Barry Katz, when he was on, is this idea of um, for some people setting your goals as, and how you measure success doesn't always have to be this big time Hollywood success that he envisions for people. That you can have a life, a very successful life, in a small market. Where how do you kind of? Uh, what are your goals? What do you want to do with com in, in comedy? Do you want to uh, tour the country and be a road dog type of guy and put in uh, fifty years to be, you know, or and or grav- gravitate to uh, theaters and arenas and that kind of stuff? Or are you happy being a local club guy and can make a living at that? How do you measure uh-huh. success? Well, as much as being a local club guy would be great, there really isn't a way to make a living off of that. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe not in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls definitely not, but um, other cities maybe. Um, I I I would like to do some touring and do some shows and maybe some movies or something like that. Not to be uh, like a a play therapist here, but (laughs) what what stops you from doing that? Because if I were and seemed like you're young enough man to be able to just go take take your life in your own hands and i don't mean that like in a suicide way i mean take your destiny in your own hands and just go out and fucking do it i mean if you're willing i like i said to somebody the other day if you're willing to go be hungry a few nights or sleep in your car or sleep in a bus station you why not if that's if that's what you want to do you're not going to get a chance when you're my age i can tell you that (laughs) uh, yeah that's a good point (laughs) yeah i'm kind of feeling that pressure to leave this town and go out and actually do that whole destiny in my own hands thing. Yeah. Um, My advice to you would be do what you want to do while you still can, because you don't want to get to be my age and say, I should have. Right. Well, And even it, it, dude, like even at 42, so I'm 42 right now. And for me to do it in the way that I'm doing it, like, like, I mean, Ian, you see it. Everybody looks at me like I'm fucking crazy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, like, but I also I also know why I'm doing it and the eventual things that I know can happen from it. You know what I mean? I relate to but what, you, what it gets you're harder going to through. do as you get older. I will say that I I did it half assly in my twenties and I didn't put enough. First of all, I wasn't blessed with a whole lot of talent, and I think you and you can't kid yourself about your level of talent. And I did. Uh, but I, I did the road thing half-assly. I, I, I'm, uh, what I'm advising you to do is just like throw caution to the wind. I did that, um, and lived in bus station. They ate fish out of a can as fucking <laughs> tuna. A tuna out of a can was dinner at night, and you know uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I still felt like at the end of the day, I gave up too soon. I got married young. And then I'll, I'll take on those responsibilities and said, you know what, I'm going to be a local guy. I'm just going to do like cover bands and all this kind of stuff. And gave up on my uh, dream or ambition. And then went back to it at in my mid late 30s and then started over as this is going to be. And so I'm, I, I totally relate to what you're going through. It, when I was 42, I felt like I was finally in my place doing what I wanted to do. But I also felt like, is it too late? That kind of idea, you know, right. and I got a lot of that. So, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do. But at the end of the day, uh, I can tell you that 
I do regret not giving it my full in my twenties, and that that that's a haunting feeling, man. You don't want to you don't want to get there. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. And I did. And, <laughs> and I. I have to say, like, I, I find Ian to be one of the most phenomenally talented people. He's like, uh, he has a, a music album called Plastic World that a lot of people don't like or whatever, but it's one of the most genius things I've ever encountered because it, it's, a, it's a whole music album that he created where every song is progressively more difficult to listen to due yep. to variances in what he did with the music and yeah um, it's a but, highly disturbing album right but but like it's genius level shit and it really speaks of your talent level a lot and it's one of the reasons that i've always been very supportive of you and trying to encourage you because i know what a genius you are and like when you put you know and i mean some of your bits are some of the funniest shit like I fucking die over it, and um, he's also thanks. he's also willing to take risks. You know what I mean? Like like he'll put something out there that he's pretty sure is gonna fucking just torture the audience. But there's a little <laughs> bit about that that kind of tickles its fancy, and that's okay. And be being able to do that sort of thing with your craft, bro. Like that's going to take you to a different level because not everybody can do that shit. Um, let me let me ask you, uh, Ian. Now, hearing Will uh, rave about you, and as if you're not in the room, but you are in the room, does that make you feel uncomfortable, or that, or do you soak that up as like, I, well, I, I soak it up to praise? Because to me, I take what I can get. I do like I do like getting praise. It's it it does feel good. <laughs> Okay, because no, it, it is kind of weird. I don't know. For me, hearing that, I would, I would not know. I don't accept compliments very well. And me neither. I, <laughs> I, I soak up what I can get, but I, when I, when I get criticism, I take it to heart because I get so little criticism that every every little mistake, it 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 feels like a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about that city bit. He has a bit about cities. Like, yeah. We talked we talked about that bit. And and it's kind of a when when he when you first started doing that bit, it seemed it it, it seemed much more bludgeoning to the audience. And we talked about cuz there yes. were there were lines of it that you thought were like really solid and then other ones that you knew were kind of throwaway lines. Were very weak, we, yes. Right. And we talked about how to take that bit and take them on a ride with it instead of like a couple of good ones. And then some, you know, like we, and like you took that advice and do you feel like that made, I feel like, cause I've seen the bit before and after we had that discussion. And I think that it, like you were a receptive to it. You totally listened to it. Yeah. And I think that you found that I was like, I was right on base with how the crowd yeah. would respond to that. Right. That was that was uh that was a good that was a good tip. I took yeah. that one and and I I accepted it. And uh, I, I like my ability to to not be married to any bits. Yeah. Because I might think a bit is funny and then I tell it and then it's not so funny and then I'm like oh well I guess I won't use that one anymore. Right. That's Carlos, it. Come up with a new one. Is, I, I, he's, he puts himself through. Uh, 
hell, but it's so fucking funny. I find it funny. I'm surprised that a lot more people don't crack up the way I do because it's intentional. He does this uh, comedy by proxy where he asks the audience to kind of write down write down jokes and he reads them without giving any credit to him and he reads them just as they are and they're never funny and he's just kind of reading this stuff and he's getting himself murdered on stage but and kind of making himself a martyr like a sacrificial lamb on stage but it's hysterical to watch uh but the audience most audiences don't seem to appreciate it they get confused by it and and when a guy is is putting stuff out there that he knows is going to challenge some people uh to 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 see humor in it to me that's brave but it's also kind of risky and i i don't know i to me it's but i'm inspired by it i love carlos valencia and sounds like you're doing a little bit of the same kind of thing challenging the audience a little bit to see who who gets it (laughs) if you get it yeah um mike chabal has asked if that role part of his act that would be very cool i if i if i could and listen i'm sure everybody one thing comedians hate is when somebody tells them what to do but i would laugh my ass off if you went to the roast exactly dressed dressed exactly like you are right now yeah. i think it'd be fun i mean i i, I kind of i'm when it's my day off i like to be like the dude from big lebowski <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, I would definitely. Uh, that would, uh, yeah, I know you probably can't smoke in the club, but that would be good. In a bathroom, smoking with a, like a martini in one hand. Yeah, I get the paper clip. You know, I. Uh, that's just the that's just the life. You know, the now, day my day is off. I, my day off is Friday, but I call it Fried Day. You know, fried. yeah, no, I've, I've used that quite a bit, and, and when I because uh, I am often fried by Friday anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh. <laughs> do you play another instrument other than percussion like a a, a tuned instrument i shouldn't think because percussion is tuned uh, some percussion's you know, tuned yeah yeah um and if you want to get really technical about it you can say all percussion instruments have pitch even the pitchless ones because all sounds have pitch yada 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 yeah um but, but sometimes you know, I, i'm interested in how you write music if you don't play like piano or guitar or well, that's the thing. I do play a little bit of piano too. Okay. You do kind of have they the schools make you learn piano in order to do percussion. Yeah. You know, just to kind of whittle out all the kids that don't want to learn notes. Right. Right. And you do need to know the notes. You need to know the notes as a percussionist. You need to know that there's 12 of them and where they are. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be very confusing when you have a bassist and a guitarist being like, okay, so I'm going to go to C, and then I'm going to go to G, and then I'm going to go to D. And the drummer's like, uh, what? Well, uh, it's time to say goodbye to Govs. Uh, for, wow, time goes so fast these days, doesn't it? Yeah. Bye, Govs. Have a good Thanksgiving. Well, I'll be here for the, just for the people on, on, on the Govs Network and on PBM TV. I will be here tomorrow cooking my bird. Uh, and I'm putting out the link to anybody and everybody in the public or who have been guests on this program. They just want to stop in and say happy Thanksgiving. I'll be talking about parades. I'll be talking about old time movies. I'll be talking about cooking and anything else. Most of the day, right? Uh, no, I'm going to start at uh, eight and probably go to 11, maybe 1130. Oh, okay. So I know not all day. Uh, and there were things I don't know how to cook. My wife made me get 
that I don't know how to fucking cook. So I might be asking for advice. I might be stepping out of the chair and just leaving it up to other people to run the show while I go check on the bird. Um, but so goodbye for now, Govs. And you want to join me tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Love to have you. And when I'm when you're old like me and no family cares about you, <laughs> you get a lot of time on Thanksgiving. And you know what? We could talk about football. We talk about anything you want. Come on, um, be part of the show tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Bye for now. All right, we're off govs. Uh, what the hell what, what are we talking about? Um before Oh yeah, writing uh, uh music as a drummer. Now Steve Gadd uh had talked about in the studio and I've been, worked with drummers who do, do do this but not to the level he does. He'll tune the bass drum like the overtones are tuned to uh, what, quick, what key is the song in? The bass should be in D. Uh, we want these toms in uh, an A and an F sharp and, and, and actually tune the drums. Uh, so there's that part of it. But uh, in writing, in writing material, you know the notes, but uh, it, when, you, when you're transferring that to the actual instrument players who play it, can you, uh, are you, do you leave it up to them or do you, here's the basic idea. How do you do that? Well, you can't leave uh, things up to musicians to decide for themselves because then they'll just decide to do nothing. So <laughs> you have to write actual... Sh if, if you're writing for other musicians, then, then I, I do know how to write sheet music. Um, but a lot of times when I make music, it's, electron it's electronically. I use a digital audio workstation. Uh -huh. And that way, I don't have to, I don't have to trust other musicians to... Uh, interpret my work because i don't i don't trust other musicians to interpret my work and that's probably why i haven't joined a band is i don't trust anyone least of all musicians there's a, this, a lot to that man i I, yeah. I i totally get that i have uh worked in collaboration and had musicians ruin my original idea i've and, studied music history there's a long history of musicians being shitty people yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> not just shitty people but also shitty interpreters because everybody wants to put their own stamp on something anyway even if i i didn't want to i didn't write it i didn't have any part in the writing but i still want to uh put my footprint my fingerprint whatever it is my tongue print my ass print on this uh piece of work and you know ego can can fuck stuff up but i also yeah. love collaboration and i don't get to do it enough i miss the days when i was in a recording studio with a drummer uh guitar player i was playing bass at the time and uh maybe a singer singing a, like a, a dummy vocal all to keep us in line and all that kind of stuff i miss those days those that those are some fun times and nothing feels more because i do what you do too i do with daw and electronic building music from from scratch with sequences and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it doesn't feel as human to me. It doesn't, it, it, that, it lacks something of yeah. connection. And another thing I feel is the musicians that I do trust to properly interpret my work, I think they're probably better than to, <laughs> than yeah. to lower themselves to my work, you know? Right. <laughs> they're, they're too good for me. Now I'm wondering, because two days ago, Facebook, uh, we had a conversation with Barry Katz and Facebook found, and not just Facebook, but several platforms found 14 minutes and 28 seconds of Dweezil Zappa music in the, in the middle of that conversation when there was none. I went over it several There's times. No There's no fucking music at all. And then yesterday, 
uh, we were talking about food and there was a copyright strike on just on Facebook about me using other people's music. Uh, it's just very, it's, it's where I'm just wondering what they're going to come up with today to say you violated somebody's copyright. I wonder, uh, dude, somebody's got to be actively working against us, bro. There's no way that's just happening. It could be bots. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering because it's not the same person. Like two days ago, it was Dwe and they actually imposed a Dweezil Zappa thumbnail on YouTube. Like what the fuck? Well, you know, Dweezil Zappa is not exactly uh, undistinguishable from. It's not like you know, oh, anything like the in intro of the show could be Dweezil Zappa. No, <laughs> if you've heard his music, my music doesn't sound anything like it. It's just really confusing. But then yesterday was like some classical thing, and like there was no music on either one of these shows, which is why it's it's really confusing. Anyway, yeah. Um. So. Uh, so uh, Music or comedy? What do you love more? I think I'm a lot better at comedy. Um, I do have a lot of knowledge with music, which helps me at my music store job. But I think I like comedy better because I, well, yeah, yeah, know. better at it. And also, I'm just better at it, just straight you, up. You're more self-determined. Uh, I don't know. Uh, be, uh, you're. You're more in charge of your own. You're a one-man thing where you don't have to rely on anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Now, are you a smart-ass to the people who come into the music store? Um, not all the time, no. I answer <laughs> even stupid questions. Like, people will ask me, do flutes need reeds? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's they a do real not. question. <laughs> yeah. I've had people ask me if trumpets need reeds. Right, yeah. Wow. So, no. Wow. Are they, they young? Do, do you look at them uh, and say, well, it's not a woman? Not always. They are not always young. Wow. Sometimes it's the parents. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Well, if you're somebody who's never been, never made it to band room in, in school. Right. Guess, yeah. 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 Right. Like, uh, like people aren't, I don't assume people are idiots for not knowing things. Right. I mean, I mean there are plenty of people who come into the store that do know things who are, in fact, idiots. Oh, well, you, the worst is somebody who, who, and you see this a lot because I used to work in music stores when I was young. Um, the people who come in who are just going to out expert you at everything, and they're not really experts in anything. They just got a chip on their shoulder because somebody, mom told them you're a genius. Yeah. Uh, and then they never buy anything either. Right. Yeah. No, they just it's like, cool, now buy something. Yeah, yeah. Right. uh yeah that, and that was always a challenge is like oh, how much time am i going to spend on this idiot who's not going to buy anything and being able to spot them and say you're just here to waste my time and you got nothing else to do so you thought you don't have a job so you thought coming out and hanging out at the music store would be a fun day for you and here i am wasting my time when i could be selling stuff and making some money right yeah, all that kind of stuff uh now is there a big uh, musician community in Sioux Falls? Yeah, somewhat. We've got a few jazz players and um, we've got a symphony here in town. Wow. Um, so yeah, there's there's a bit of a music quite scene. A few, quite a few different bands. There's a lot of venues that have shows for sure. And there's, there's local musicians as well. I'm really surprised. You know, I guess I gotta get out more. <laughs> because 
I, I mentioned the population. We, we've gone through this, the population of Sioux Falls versus so many towns on Long Island where I live. And the towns actually have more people in them. Uh, I was yeah. at a theater, Patchogue, Long Island, which is a, it's a pretty small village by New York standards. <laughs> but it has a theater there, Patchogue a Theater for the Performing Arts. And it was sold out for Firefall and Pure Prairie League. And I'm like, and now most of the people were old. But to sell out a theater, I didn't look at how many seats the theater holds, but I would guess 600 to 800 or something. But they have, have shows there every night, and they're selling out cultural events. But to think of a town like Sioux Falls with its small population and having enough people to sell out, you mentioned lots of venues, have people actually uh, patronize an, uh, enough of those venues is, is kind of mind-boggling for a guy like me who doesn't, Get to Sioux Falls. Yeah, and all the shows aren't always exactly sold out all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sioux Falls doesn't always show up to shows. Yeah, well, and I think it, the other thing about Sioux Falls that I think is kind of a down point is that they don't really they don't really do this thing where okay, this night is going to be like this. You know, there's there's generally multiple events very different type of events going on all over the city in various different places, you know, and it really, because we have a smaller number of people, like we're really spreading out that audience to like, you know, if there's six different venues having some kind of show that night, how the fuck are any one of them going to sell out? They're not, they're not going to. Yeah. There's just not enough people here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the people like, that are here, that. they're also kind of reclusive. They'd rather stay home and watch whatever's on the boob tube or whatever. Right. That's right. the other part of it. It's just getting people to go out, especially on a weeknight. That's what yeah. floored me. I was there on a Thursday night and the place was sold out. But I'm fifth row dead center, and we asked the people who were sitting next. We won the tickets. I wouldn't have gone. Phil won the tickets, and he really he, nobody else would go with them, so he picked me because he knows I have no life. Uh, but <laughs> the people sitting around us all won the tickets too. And I'm thinking how many of these seats are actually paid for? Like some of them, uh, are a lot of radio show giveaways and that kind of stuff. And a, a lot of them are like sponsored or membership seats. Like people buy a year round ticket. They don't go, but they'll right. say, here, here's my tickets. Go, go see the show on right. Thursday night and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah that's a way to fill up. I'm trying to see the number of states. They don't. Here's the thing. I'm going on their uh, <laughs> on their website to see how many states, and they will give me uh, line seats, um, one valance, two main seats, three non-available, four projector seats. <laughs> They're going down the list, but they don't give you like uh, row seven has 27 seats. They won't give you the number of seats that the theater holds uh, total. I'm just curious on how ma- how many. Is it 800? Is it 600? 500? How many people actually uh, does this does theater hold? Do you have those kind of, um, I don't know, theater for performing arts like this is that they sell memberships or, or in Sioux Falls? I think we do have theaters. Uh, they mostly do theater stuff. They did one comedy show one time. Uh, that was Ben yeah. Bailey, The Cash Cab. Yeah, only and- theater. Yeah, and the Orpheum it, Theater. They do that. It's primarily they theater. Doing, they just started doing the live and local at the Washington Pavilion as well. So there's going to be some comedians doing shows at that, which is a theater uh, set up 
uh, the Belvis Theater is where they're doing those live and local shows in the Washington Pavilion. I know, I think early next year, Nathan Holtz will be filming his special there. Yep. All right, Will, what's the, uh, if culturally, uh, Albuquerque a better cultural city or Sioux Falls? I know you're in Sioux Falls, I know, so the guns you know, be that's, answered, the, that's a very interesting question because uh, I'll say that I think Sioux Falls and Albuquerque are both very diverse cities. Uh, where there's a, a, a good general acceptance of the variance of different, you know, stuff that people are into. However, um, Albuquerque is much more dangerous. Like, there's tons of shootings in Albuquerque. And, I mean, the number of shootings has certainly done an uptick in recent years in Sioux Falls, but it's still nothing like Albuquerque. So How many I, done by you? Hot down there. Shoot, shootings? Listen, I haven't been involved in the shootings since 99. All right. Oh, well, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, I'm trying to yeah. give up. I'm trying to give up shooting. I'm giving up uh, weed and shooting at the same time. It's it's kind of a, a difficult thing. So you got to pick one or the other. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, you know what? By the way, I went through all of yesterday. No, no weed or anything at all. I uh, I did not. I did not crime at all. Yesterday. All right. I have to uh, <laughs> tell the people at PBM TV uh, goodbye for now. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for being part of the show. Again, if you want to be part of the show, uh, write to us at info at minddogtv.com or go to minddogtv.com slash booking and fill out the form and you can be a guest on the show. PBM TV, thank you. Have a great day and bye for now, PBM TV people. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing comparing. Now I didn't know Albuquerque was that violent, uh, but you know what? I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's by super bad. Either. Yeah. Um, now I have your Facebook then going to, uh, is there a webpage or you just want me to send them there? Uh, Ian dot Ryland Smith or Reeland. Yep, I also have a comedy page, Ian McLean comedy. I'm switching it to McLean. That's also another reason for the roast is because yeah, Ian Ryland okay, Smith, so it's, it's a fine name. It's an okay name, but Ian McLean sounds like a famous person. Yeah, yeah. It, sounds, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like Bruce Willis's cousin. I'm basically doing a Kendrick Lamar. All right. See, Lamar is his middle name. His a Kendrick Lamar's actual last name is Duckworth. Really? No, Duckworth. Nobody would have bought his album. With the best rapper Duckworth. in the world cannot be named Duckworth. They <laughs> yeah, just cannot. No. Yeah, they can't. Kendrick Lamar sounds like a famous rapper. Kendrick Duckworth sounds like a board member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. You know, I'm sounds like a knight of the round table. I, I was King unsure. Arthur. I was unsure if Saturday was like the putting to death of Ian Ryland Smith. Kind of, so it kind of is. Yeah, McLean is like okay, cool. Reborn from the ashes. Well, GD yeah, is, awesome. is actually known for having funerals for himself. I think he's had more than one funeral for himself. Oh, uh, I'm not going to do anything crazy like that. We're just yeah. I'm just going to put this name, and I'm going to keep that in my profession, in my non-comedy stuff, and the Neen McLean, my entertainment comedy empire, I guess. Okay, cool. See, now... Uh, Doing a Kendrick Lamar. Names and commerciality of names. 
always is something that I, it makes me curious and, and wonder about because I've seen people change their name from something that I thought would be more commercially viable to something less commercially viable, and that makes my head spin. But when you brought that up, it just reminded me that uh, Jackie told me that Jerry Seinfeld's name was Adam something, uh, and it was it was it was a very generic Adam. It didn't sound as as Jewish. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's probably a more uh, uh, commercial sounding name. But I just looked it up and of course it says he was born uh, Jerome Allen Seinfeld. So either Jackie has a story wrong or but it, that wasn't the first time I heard that, that Seinfeld's real name was Adam, whatever it was. Mm, I mean, Jerry Adams could have been a good comedy name. Yeah. Or Adam it. Seinfeld. Yeah, he's got a lot, he's got a lot to work with. He could have used all three: Jerry, right. Adam, Seinfeld. Like, no, no. I think if he used all three, that would have been too much. But yeah, he he's got he's got a couple of twosomes to pick from. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to challenge Jackie on this. Not Jackie will get really defensive and uh, angry at me <laughs> for this kind of stuff. But uh, you know, who's right, Wiki or, or Jackie? Jackiepedia. Um. Right. Anyway, so are you are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you or you just it's just another sh a night at the comedy at Club David for you for I'm Saturday. I'm I'm excited for this show. Yeah, I'm I'm particularly excited about Viola Velvet set. She's gonna be dressed like me and doing Yo, burlesque as me. Oh God! Dude. Is she a redhead? Up a little. I just threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> hey, she's a very beautiful woman. Okay. She is, yeah, but I'm just I'm thinking <laughs> like like what's happening? Yeah, no, she's wonderful. She was one yeah. of my favorites in the in the burlesque show that you guys had. Um, yeah, she's great. But, but but like her. But it's interesting that she's gonna do. She's gonna dress as you to do her thing because. I saw a burlesque act in Albuquerque that was fucking amazing and hilarious. And she originally was dressed as like an old woman with a walker. And like she had these like fake boob things that like really swung around and stuff. <laughs> and it was one of the best burlesque acts I've ever seen. So I'm very interested to see what she does with that. Cause that, but, but, but I'm I was, so excited. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the what made me throw up was was like imagining you doing a burlesque act, and I was like, oh no, that's not that's not uh, what I want to look at. I'm sure, it, I could. That's, that's I'm, I'm, I, I think about see. it sometimes. Is she a ginger, and what will she or yeah. will she be wearing like a, a redhead wig? Is, is She'll she have a wig? wig because she has short hair. Yeah. Uh, well, very cool. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm I'm glad for you. I, I mean, to me, it's an honor, e even though some of it will be probably a little harsh. <laughs> uh, but it's still an honor, and an honor is an honor, right? Uh, exactly. So, yeah. Well, we appreciate you being part of the show, and you're welcome to come back anytime. It's great to great to get to know you. We'll, we'll Thanks for having to, me. We'll start to follow you and figure out uh, what you're all about now that we know who you are, and uh, I will find that the comedy page is that comedy page linked to from your main um it should be it should be um it shouldn't be too hard to find after you find me all right it's just it's m-a-c-l-e-a-n okay well, for mclean very there's cool. an a in there it's well, the scottish spelling 
good luck and uh, consider uh, my terrible advice of wearing the robe to the to the the roast. It would be. Good. I might. And, I mean, and, I don't want to lose it. It's very soft. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> yeah. It's actually uh, a women's robe. Wow, I couldn't cool. find in the men's section. I needed a bathrobe, so. Uh, we'll file that on the TMI uh, for now. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's no and, shame in buying women's bathrobes. That's uh, right. Uh, I'm, actually wearing, I'm, wear, I'm actually wearing women's underwear right now, so it doesn't really. No shame work. in that. I mean, men's underwear, there's too much fabric. There's too much there's too much stuff to fart it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually lying. I'm not wearing any underwear. I'm not even wearing any pants. I'm not wearing... Oh, I go in commando. Yes. I go commando in my sleep because uh, my my nightmares are terrifying and I need the commandos to help me. Wow, there you go. Anyway, uh, thanks for being here. We appreciate you being here. Do come back sometime and good luck this weekend. And not right, Thank you. All right. Love you, buddy. Ian Ryland Smith, uh, folks. Uh, very good stuff. He's a cool guy. I like him. Yeah. Thanks for getting him. I knew you would. I knew you would. You, you, I knew you would. I knew you well, We don't want to go there yet. Anyway, I'm <laughs> going to wrap this up. I have a show to do. I have to go to Affinity and do a walk around where I heard you singing, uh, Mary, Did You Know? Uh, yeah. And I, I really wanted to choke the shit out of you at that moment. Uh, I, You know, I just don't like Christmas music, man. What can I tell you? And then <laughs> to hear it haunting me as I'm walking out of a gig. <laughs> No, I get it. I, yeah, oh, all of a sudden fuck. your fucking pocket is just singing to you. But I didn't know it was my pocket. I thought it was the building had it on the speakers in the parking lot. Right. Like, oh, my God. You know, when you when you said something about it, that was actually, I considered that a high compliment. Because when, when you said that you thought that the building was just playing music, I was like, well, that means it must have been pretty good then if you thought it was. An actual artist. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I thought it was it, that. It sounded like you, but because uh, I, I know you just did that song. I just heard you doing that song. But like, how did the fucking facility get a hold of it? Uh, <laughs> and why are they doing this to me right now? Like, they, why they, are they doing this to me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, are you, uh, I hope you stop in tomorrow if you get a chance. If not, no oh, big sure deal. But uh, have a happy Thanksgiving anyway. Uh, or and yeah. uh, you make too. Gobble gobble. Yeah. All right. I'll see you. Bye for now. Uh, that's the show today, folks. Uh, it's it's sorry to cut you short. I know we we could have kept Ian for a little bit longer, but I do have to get ready for a show uh, and go haunt myself with Mary. Did you know again? Anyway, uh, have a great day. Thanks for coming. Bye for now. And don't forget to turn on your radio.
Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.